Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. That's us. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. And boy, do we have a busy show for you tonight. A lot to talk about, a whole lot going on in the racing world this week, particularly in NASCAR and Indy. Of course, NASCAR, we finally had the uh, big shoe drop that we've been expecting for, um, well, months now. Um, and uh, we had some some announcements in IndyCar as well. We're going to we're going to jump right in uh, when we get to our next segment and start talking about uh, what happened on the track last night. Yes, last night. Yes, last night at <laughs> Texas, we had a Wednesday night NASCAR race. Why? Because rain wouldn't allow us to run it Sunday, Monday or Tuesday. Um, so it took place yesterday and uh, we'll get into the details of that. Uh, and then we'll start talking about Martinsville and playoff scenarios. Uh, it is a strange place for us to be um, as we go to uh, get this thing going tonight. We record live on the Thursday night and uh, never have a NASCAR Cup race tonight before. So a little bit of a different uh, feel to this week's show. My name is Tom Baker. I am joined in the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina by Noah Lewis and Peter Strada from uh, the Sports Journal, uh, or the High, high Point Hustlers, high as, point hustlers. as we know them, um, as I've coined them. And uh, Randy Miller from the Inside Pass has uh, joined us as well. Uh, Jacob Seelman is a little bit under the weather, which was really nasty around here today. And by the way, um, for those who were in the path of the latest hurricane, uh, we certainly are praying mm-hmm. for you and thinking about you. And um, it just, uh, it was bad. Uh, and we had uh, a lot of wind here today, our own selves in the Carolinas. So um, we do uh, wish all of you well, and uh, we hope everybody is safe and sound. And uh, we've we've got a, a big show coming up. Like I said, lots to talk about from NASCAR and IndyCar, and even F1, a little bit of news to cover. Uh, so we're going to get right to it. When we come back around the turn, we will start talking about Texas. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. 
Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorcustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information, report the call at oig.ssa.gov. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Jesse Love bringing us back and uh, basically welcoming us officially to Motorsports Madness. Uh, Got the opening short segment out of the way and now ready to get it going here for tonight. Tom Baker, Peter Strada, Noah Lewis, Randy Miller, and of course, uh, Red, James Mellick in the studio with us as well. And uh, gosh, so doggone much to talk about. It's hard to even know where to start. But we're going to start with what happened last night. And again, if you missed our little opening segment, we had a cup race last night. We taped the show live on Thursdays. Um, and uh, it airs live on Performance Motorsports Network and Race Chaser Radio. And it's really, honestly... Uh, I mean, I'll let everybody else speak for themselves, but it's a strange feeling right now for for me to be sitting here 24 hours after a a cup race talking about the race. Usually we have some distance from it before we get to this show. Um, But uh, boy, um, I, you know, honestly, I picked Kyle Busch to win because I believed that if there was going to be a track this year, he gets it done at. This was the last shot. And um, Peter, I felt like that's exactly what it was toward the end. His last shot. I think it was it. It certainly wasn't easy and it wasn't graceful, but he got it done. Yeah, he definitely got it done. All the Toyotas were clearly at an advantage last night with Bush, Truex and Bell taking the top three spots. Hamlin had to be at times before running into trouble and. Uh, Jones, he ran into early trouble, but he looked like he was going to have another strong night as well to uh, round out his tenure at Joe Gibbs Racing. Just 
the A-team fired off well last night, and they were just the class of the field from the drop of the green flag. Yeah, I mean, they led 90 laps, but I just never got the impression that it was a dominating. Like, I didn't feel during the race that Kyle was going to win the race if he didn't break. I never had that that much uh, security, Noah, to feel like this was his race to lose until really toward the end. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, the last uh, portion of the race, he really kind of had everybody covered. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to this year with Kyle uh, because of the lack of of what we're used to seeing with him. So uh, when you picked Kyle last week, everybody here thought you may have been a little crazy because of just the season that he's had. So, it, you know, it was a little different um, to to see him back up front. And as weird as that sounds for Kyle Bush to see him up front uh, being weird, you know, but it, it was a little bit weird, and, and you called it right. You called it last week, so. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, it was really just sort of a hunch, uh, and uh, and it worked out. Randy, um, Martin Truex, and Christopher Bell, a couple of other Toyotas, second and third, and I got to tell you. Hold on, say uh, that name one more time. I just want to hear it again. Yes, uh, 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 <laughs> Martin Truex. No, the other oh, one. Oh, you mean the, the other one? one. Yeah, 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 Christopher other Bell. One. Yeah, I like hearing that in the top yeah, three. That you sounds, like hearing that. That's a, that's a good sound. Yee, who is the uh, teardown specialist for Christopher <laughs> Bell's team. Um, so congratulations, <laughs> Malik, on a podium. You, thank you, you. You tore that car down last week really well. Well, thank you. I appreciate yes. it. Um, Randy, so, uh, again, uh, I, I really never felt too comfortable with Kyle because I felt like Truex was fast enough, and I felt like Bell even coming on at the end, if things had played out right, I mean, there was fuel considerations. It was a crazy ending to that race. And I, but I really think all three of those guys um, were pretty much the, between them, they were uh, at least at the end, the class of the field. Yeah, for sure. And of course, Kyle Bush ran out of fuel right after, you know, right yeah. when he came to the checker flag to uh, do his burnout, he ran out of fuel. So um, had they had another lap and a half or so to go, he would not have been the victor of that race. But um, it's good to see Martin Truex, you know, up running toward the front again. You know, uh, people kind of sold him out, I guess, you know, when the playoffs started because they thought oh, he's not going to make it in. Um, but, and now he's at a most-win situation, which I think that always makes you more determined when you know you have your backs against the wall than the only way to get into the playoffs or go into the championship at Phoenix is to win the race. So I think that may have been extra motivation for him. And Christopher Bell, you know, Red and I talked about this before we came on the air. Christopher Bell is from Oklahoma, so this is yeah. technically his home track. Um, and, and I've I've met Christopher Bell several times, and you know, when he was running uh, dirt cars, and you know, down in Dallas. Um, and, and so I know that 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 race means a lot to him on a personal level because that's everybody wants to win sure. their home track and their home race. And for Christopher Bell, that is that track. And I know someday he's going to win that. He's going to take home those the six shooters and hat. Um, and I know that's a goal that he wants to make someday. And hopefully, you know, next year when he's in the home team car, he will be able to do just that. Does anybody think who who here among us would 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 give Martin Truex a better than 50 50 chance to go win at Martinsville and put himself into the final four? Uh, you got two right here. Yeah, for sure. Peter, I'll three. My hand up okay, there. three out of five. No, oh, no, I, I, Randy's I, I at the same vote. 50-50 chance. Yeah. Oh, sure. okay. So, so four the out of five. The way he's running. I'm not there. picking him. The way he's running. No, there. no, he's that wasn't what I was asking. I'm no. just saying because I I just feel like a Martin Truex who who's back against the wall is against the wall and needs 
to come up big is a scary Martin Truex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And just yeah. think about this year. Uh, you know, having to switch over to James Small, switching sides yeah. from Cole Pern exiting. Um, and everybody was like, where are they at? What is going on with that team? It's not what it was with Cole Pern atop the box. And, uh, and I think they have started to find a little bit of that momentum that they kind of lost going into the season, which happens with a fresh team. So, uh, so look, you know, that would be a great turnaround, a, a statement to be made that, hey, we are here now and we're going to compete for a championship. You know, I, I think we can probably zoom out a little bit and just talk about what it must have been like for the, for, for the drivers, the teams, the officials to, to just have, you know, basically a uh, – a week's vacation almost uh, <laughs> oh, in, in, in Texas, yeah. just hanging around watching it rain. And I, I, I think it makes a statement about the world that we currently live in mm. when Kyle Bush says after the race that this is what we've all looked like around here for the last three days as he points to a zombie on his helmet. Mm-hmm. Everybody just zombied into their phones. Let's not sit around and talk to each other and play cards. No, everybody just sitting around staring at their phones. This is what we do in 2020 when we have nothing else to do. Definitely. I'm sure everyone stuck in Texas got pretty good at refreshing Twitter or Instagram, yeah. just trying to pass time. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to Chocolate Myers uh, earlier this week, and he said, look, we used to hate rain delays when all we had to do was hang out with each other in the garage and, and run around, throw a ball, or, or do something you know, with each other. He goes, I cannot imagine sitting there for days watching the rainfall alone in your own motorhome or wherever you are and not being able to reach out yeah. and, and kind of congregate amongst each other. So, it, you know, it's a it's definitely a different ball game when you talk about that many days of delay for those guys. I mean, it had to be very, very well, Not to mention, I'm from Texas, so I know what the weather's like this time of year, and it's not that. So, like, if you're going <laughs> to vacation, if you're going to vacation in Texas, probably don't go during a hurricane, because yeah. it's never been 45 degrees and raining for three straight days in Texas, and I don't think in my lifetime. And then look at, look at the weekend. I mean, the weekend was, it was kind of warmer at the start yeah. of the weekend, and yeah. then by the end of the weekend, we're talking about sleet yeah, heading there was, to the track. There was, sleet, there was sleet around the racetrack. I 2020, have, man. I, I have mean, friends that live around the racetrack, and they were texting me, telling me, I don't know if this I mean, you know, all these people that were posted on Twitter, can they run on the rain? Can they run on sleet? Because, <laughs> I mean, at this point, the we're looking at yeah. right, we're looking at the Ice 500 at this point, oh, more yeah. so than Goodness. anything else. It was yeah. crazy. And, and I heard some talk about um, actually moving the truck race to Sunday yeah. at Martinsville if it had gone because the track uh, prep equipment, the you know, the, the, uh, the, the air Titans, all that, they, have, they had to get all over Texas to Virginia. And so all the TV stuff. That's a, I, that's a whole day. I don't think they ended up moving it, did they? Has that been? Uh, any... I think a couple of the track drying equipment trucks did leave mid-race uh, oh, last they did? night. Oh, they did? Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah a couple the of them had, crew. Yeah. They, they left out. Yeah, and I think, honestly, I think the forecast uh, will be okay up there this weekend. It's, it's going to be chilly. But, Let's hope so. <laughs> you know, I don't think... Uh, I don't think there's any rain in the forecast at all. So uh, that's but what a what a crazy race it was. Uh, we should uh, mention Alex Bowman leading 43 laps of the race, um, finished in fifth, and Matt DiBenedetto another great run early, and then just kind of uh, fell off toward the end. But um, I, I am, gosh, if there's anybody I really want to see win one of the next two races, it would be Matt DiBenedetto. I just mm-hmm. that. That team has done everything but win, and uh, I just I, uh, another really great run. Kurt Busch, a seventh place. Um, so you know, nice uh, nice performances all the way around. Kyle Busch getting it done. 
Martin Truex, Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, and Alex Bowman rounding out the top five. And we finally can move on and talk about uh, Martinsville in terms of cup. And uh, we'll get there. Uh, More to come on the show after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. We'll get to the uh, truck race at Duke Course from Texas. Uh, 
as we um, that was continue a week ago, with the show. The yeah, it was actually oh, almost yeah. a week. <laughs> Just for the record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're covering an entire week's worth of races on the show tonight. Oh, it is just, it is, every, we're all just complete. We all live by NASCAR time, uh, and we're, we're just completely We're going to be up. screwed in two weeks. Usually after the cup race, it's Monday. It feels like Monday to me, <laughs> and uh, then we had a truck race. It's almost a week ago. There's going to be no crazy. food in my house on Thanksgiving because I'm expecting a race to happen. Like, <laughs> 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 all right. I'm still on NASCAR time. Well, Get you guys is, in February. There is actually a race Thanksgiving weekend, That's true. but it's not a NASCAR one. Um, and we're, we're going to get to that on next week's show um, and talk about uh, what's going on in Batesville on Thanksgiving, or if not next week, the following week. Uh, sometime before that comes up, we're going to have Scotty Reed to uh, talk about the National Indoor Cart Championship. Okay, back to NASCAR. We'll, I want to switch to the news now. Now that we've gotten last night's cup race kind of out of the way, let's uh, let's talk about... Uh, the news of the week and the big old elephant that's been in the room for about two months. Mm. That, um, somebody that finally came along and <laughs> just just put put it out of its misery. So Thank happens God. when you're bored on during a rain delay. Yeah, you, you release big news. If you're Hendrick Motorsports, you uh, put out a uh, a presser that says Kyle Larson, Larson, Kyle, Kyle Larson, Larson. <laughs> Kyle Larson. <laughs> wow. See, this is what happens when Jacob doesn't host on his, you know, regularly scheduled turn. I was you, supposed to be off tonight. You didn't even go to Texas and you no. saw Texas. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Larson. Larson is coming to Hendrick Motorsports in 2021 uh, to the surprise of basically nobody who's uh, inside the world of NASCAR. We've all believed this was coming for a while, some longer than others. I was kind of late to the bandwagon, but um, but it became just, it, 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 there was no question after a while it was going to happen. Uh, just when they announced it, and uh, they are doing away with the number 88, bringing back the original Hendrick Motorsports number five um, for 2021 for Kyle Larson. And um, I'm just going to go around the table. I'll start with Randy. Your thoughts on what we all knew for a while. I don't know. I, I'm. This, it's it's exciting news for sure. I mean, you know, it, Larson obviously is a superstar driver, and, and Hendrick got a really good, you know, a good deal on him. And not that he was for sale or anything, but still, um, j- just the sheer fact that that you know, he obviously made a mistake. He he knows what he did wrong, and now he's getting a second opportunity to to come back into the sport and do something. Uh, great for himself and obviously you know you can tell in interviews you can tell you know when he's in front of the media he's a different person he's not the same Kyle Larson that he was eight ten months ago and so this is his opportunity to kind of not only redeem himself but prove that he really can be a superstar in this sport and doing it with Hendrick Motorsports you're not going to find I think a better team you know in terms of keeping him grounded and you know you got guys like Chase Elliott, that you're you're not only working with as a teammate, but also as kind of a mentor because he's older than all those guys, and he's really not even that old. But um, having those guys around him, and then also being able to, you know, have Jimmy Johnson still there, even though he's not going to be driving a race car full time. But uh, and Jeff Gordon and Dell Jr. and and everybody in the, in the Hendrick Motorsports organization to lean on, I, I think is going to keep him grounded and keep him on. The narrow path, and I, I really seriously see him being a threat for the championship next year. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, look, Kyle, uh, Kyle, that was a steal for for HMS, and HMS has been looking at Kyle for a long time. I mean, they've been they've been talking about different options, and and, and Mr. Hendrick has talked to Kyle before, and and uh, and Kyle even said that when right when everything went down, Mr. Hendrick was one of the first guys to reach out and offer some 
sort of support to him or um, or just, you know, understanding of, of how he was working to to make to take steps to to overcome what he did. Um, so it, it's really cool. I thought that that was uh, certainly I think that that's going to be a great pairing. I think he and Cliff Daniels and that 48 team um, now switching to the five. It'll be that 48 team. Uh, I think Cliff Daniels and Kyle Larson will prove to be a good pairing because I know Cliff has uh, has really sharpened his skills up this year, and, and we've seen that with the performance of the 48 at times. So um, all, all in all, I'm, I'm truly excited. I think that uh, HMS has got a set of drivers that's going to produce longevity, and I think they've got a set of drivers that can all go out and win championships. Peter, he's also uh, Cliff's also had a sh- has a short track background, which will, I think, mesh very well with uh, Kyle's short track background as well. Of course, you always want crew chiefs who have been in the seat before to mesh with drivers because they know what they're t- telling them, what they're feeling. Yep. And Noah took my point right away from me that they Hendrick has a great stable drivers now for longevity. I mean, Byron's coming to his own with his first win this year. Bowman's on. Bowen and later both knocking on the door of a potential championship for appearance, and I think Larson will be right there next year and in years to come. I think, honestly, the Hendrick lineup next year could have three or four future Cup Series champions. Well, and I, this is probably a good place to also announce that while we're mm-hmm. talking about yeah. Hendrick, that William Byron has a new crew chief for next year, and this one, to me, felt like it came straight out of left field. Oh, yeah. it did. Um, nobody was whispering about it, talking about it. I don't think anyone would have seen it coming. Rudy Fugel leaves Kyle Busch Motorsports, where he's basically been the main crew chief over there uh, and was the crew chief when Byron was driving the, um, the KBM, uh, driving for KBM. Um, Rudy comes over to pair with William Byron in the Cup Series, replacing the, uh, I was going to say departing Chad Knauss, but the promoted Chad Knauss, who's still with Hendrick, but coming off the road next year and uh, going into a management role. Um, My gosh, uh, James Mellick, Rudy Fugel to William Byron's Cup team feels to me like that's a whole lot more confidence for William Byron. And again, um, a potential championship run upcoming in the next year or two with that pairing. Yeah, the first thing that comes into my mind when you mentioned that was that he came from Kyle Busch Motorsports. And we saw what happened, and I know this is going to go off subject, but it's going to come right back and you'll see. We saw what happened with Bubba Wallace when Bubba Wallace yeah. got Jerry Baxter, yeah. who was his crew chief at KBM. So these both both these drivers have reverted back to their winning high potential crew chiefs they had at KBM, championship guys, because... Uh, Bubba ran up front, almost won a championship at KBM, and then William Byron did win one, and now they both got those crew chiefs back. So I think Byron's going to go to a next level next year. Well, and of course, uh, now Bubba being over with 2311, uh, now with uh, Hamlin Jordan, will not have Jerry Baxter. Jerry staying with the 43 and now gets Eric Jones um, to uh, work with. For, another KBM graduate. Yeah, another yeah. KBM graduate. <laughs> uh, but, but again, uh, guys, Randy, I, I just feel like um, as as has been said here, I think the, the Hendrick team now is set for years to come, and the talent roster is now complete, and uh, great crew chief lineup as well. 
I just I would expect big things from HMS in 2021 and beyond. It's nice to know that somebody's pocketbook didn't suffer during coronavirus. That he was able <laughs> to open his pocketbook and sign whoever he wanted to. But, um, but I mean, you always you obviously as a young driver like William Byron, you want to be able to pair yourself with somebody who's been there and and kind of helped you along the way. And I think. Rudy Fugel's been that guy for, for William Byron because once he graduated and got, you know, up into Cup and, you know, even even in the Xfinity Series, he wasn't the William Byron that we saw in the Truck Series, that dominant, you know, pairing. And of course, Rudy's had wins and championships with everybody he's been crew chief for, so that's not really saying much. But he, he gets the opportunity to go back and do something with somebody and, you know, kind of, I guess, reset yourself in kind of a way because he kind of got – lost in the shuffle when you have all these other guys at Hendrick Motorsports that have won all these races, and he just got his first win this year. And, you know, knowing that that team is so much, is capable of so much more, now he has the opportunity to have somebody who's been there, done that plenty of times with him on board and, you know, get him many more wins and, and you know, maybe even back into the playoffs and championship next year. Yeah, chemistry is unbought, you know, and those guys certainly have it. Seven wins, almost won a championship together. They had the blow up in Phoenix and then didn't get to go to Homestead. But, I mean, chemistry is unbought, and when when you're pairing back up with a guy that you won so many races with, you guys both are coming into it with that mentality. And William and uh, Rudy have stayed in touch. They've been really close since he's left KBM, so it isn't something like, oh, we're going to meet again. It, they've stayed in touch, and, and even Chad Knauss talked about uh, how he last year contacted Rudy to talk about an engineer role, and he said to him, Never mind. You're not my guy. You are a crew chief. You're not going to come back and, and go to an engineer role because you are strong enough to lead a team. You're a leader. Um, so to see even Chad Knauss and and then a lot of discussion from William going into that decision-making process and, and then them coming, like you said, out of left field, we all thought maybe inside the Chevrolet Brigade, if, if maybe it was time for Dave to come up or, or whoever to come up, um, Dave Ellens or, or Travis Mack. So, but out of left field, and I love it. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great pairing. And again, Hendrick Motorsports, you think about the drivers, you got William Byron, who I feel like is it's going to be another year to two years b- before he really um, grows into his feet. But you know it's coming, and you know he's going to win races. In the meantime, Alex Bowman with a brand-new uh, start and some good job security. Um, and, and now you bring in, of course, uh, Kyle Larson, and, and you've got Chase Elliott, and the crew chief lineup that you've got there now, Whew, scary stuff over at Hendrick Motorsports uh, going forward. That should be a whole lot of fun to watch. Average age, 26 of the drivers right now. <laughs> we'll 26. be talking about them for a while, that's yeah. for sure. So um, if you thought you were going to have a shot at a ride at Hendrick Motorsports anytime soon, eh, wrong answer. Um, go look somewhere else because uh, uh, they're, they're going to be. Now, uh, the, the last uh, bit about uh, Larson here, at least for the moment, is... The other big question about this whole signing, would Kyle Larson be allowed to run dirt? The answer came from Rick Hendrick himself on the Dale Jr. download with Kyle Larson also on the show saying, I will let you do it, but if you get hurt, it's on you and I'm going to have to put somebody else in the car. So I would assume it will be a more limited schedule of dirt races. I mean, some of that's obviously just going to be logistically limited because you get a lot of cup races. But I, I feel like Rick's going to not want him to run a whole bunch of races, uh, but we'll see him in e- enough. So uh, Kyle still will be on dirt. And with that, we take a break. We will be back with more of the show in a moment. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. 
Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back to uh, Motorsports Madness, presented by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. We'll tell you about them in a little while. Um, but uh, we are talking NASCAR, and we, uh, we've been discussing the big news of the week that uh, Kyle Larson, officially now a member of Hendrick Motorsports, and uh, Peter, you pointed out something during the break that is probably worth noting. I, I mentioned the average age now being 26, and you were saying... That back in 2015, when the Hendricks lineup was Kane, Johnson, Gordon, and Earnhardt, all their four drivers were over 35. And now for 2021 <laughs> and beyond, at least, all their drivers will be under yeah. 30. Yeah. Um, 
you know, that that just means that Mr. H will feel ever so much older when he's walking around the shop. It's like he's retaining all of his old drivers so that they can, you know. I can't be the oldest one here, so I'm going to make sure there's some. some, Yeah, well, he keeps them around because he can still talk old days with them. You know, I mean, when when Rick Hendricks started, William Byron wasn't even born yet. So, I mean, in fact, probably, well, I was 84, so I guess none of them would have been. Or if they were born, they'd be very young. Um, so nope, they wouldn't have been born. Uh, I wonder how long it took Byron to. I know uh, my age, and I was born in '89. So. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have been born. Right, trying w- to calculate my. I wonder how long it took Byron to uh, explain to Rick Hendrick what iRacing was. That's <laughs> 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 a yeah. Well, and 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 here's the thing: people talk about um, Toyota. And the drivers they've lost, and they always name check Byron as one of them that got away. Byron was never going to stay. Byron was nope. never going to the. Byron's goal when he first got into racing was to drive the twenty four car for Hendrick Motorsports because they're neighbors. And look where he is. Right, he grew up trick or treating at Jimmy Johnson's house. Exactly, Toyota. That's gonna be fun this year. Was the reason that that Kyle Busch Motorsports happened. For William Byron is because Chevy did not have a competitive truck team at that point. So he had to go elsewhere to get his. So they 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 came up through um, all of the sort of developmental series, if you will, and uh, ran for for JRM in the late model. And then when it was time to go truck racing, there was no real Chevy strong team. So. Over to KBM they went, and he wins a championship and then says bye-bye and heads right back to junior for um, – and I'm not – I, as far as I'm concerned, nobody should be angry, frustrated, unhappy. That was the plan, and Byron and, and William and his team around him worked it to perfection, and he won at every level, and here he is. You yeah, know? Definitely. I mean, that's just how the game works. I know Kyle was – you know, at least publicly, he expressed some frustration when William left um, the Toyota organization to go back to, to Junior. But that was always going to happen. Um, at least that's what Byron wanted to happen. And I think that the, they had the um, they had all the right pieces to make it happen. So that career career plan for him played out perfectly. And for a second, just think about if Byron, for some reason, if that wasn't the plan, had stuck with Toyota. Um, there's no room at the end right now. You know, where would well, he have ended up? Because we saw still be in the Xfinity. We saw Bell get shuffled out from a cup ride and you know or not Bell, uh, Jones from, yeah. from the mothership at, at uh JGR and now from Toyota in general. Um so you think about throwing Byron right in between you know, Bell and uh Jones and Jones yeah. and, and, and where would he fit and then where would Bell come? I mean there'd be a lot of shuffling there, so um, this is a place where he ended up that he knows he'll be for a while. Well, and you know, it kind of brings up, if you look at it, um, it brings up a general discussion about the drivers that are kind of at the truck series and even Xfinity series level now in all the divisions. Because if you look at, uh, okay, we just moved Chase Briscoe to Cup. That announcement's been made. So uh, Ford has officially anyway, Ford has Haley Deegan still. She's now going to be a trucker next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think she's with, uh, what, uh, David D- Gillow? Yeah, yeah, DGR. DGR. Yeah. Um, so she, she's going to the truck series. Now, 
if you look at Toyota, you've got a number of drivers in in JGR's uh, Xfinity lineup, and and if you look at Toyota's Cup lineup, unless you anticipate a quick exit for Denny Hamlin or uh, Martin Truex, which I don't, and we know Kyle's not going anywhere right away, they're not going to have an opening right right now, other than. Um, the potential for some other team to be a Toyota team that we don't know is a Toyota team right now or, or a new team. Um, so they're going to be stuck for a little while. These kids coming up, once you kind of get youth in all of the major seats, it's going to be a while unless they don't perform or they lose sponsorship or something. It's going to be a while before uh, the next group of kids is going to be able to get to the cup level. Yeah, and we see teams starting to try to build uh... – alternatives like like chevy for instance i mean now we got all these young guys at hendrick so we see teams like spire that are coming in and getting chartered and now alliance with uh with hendrick and maybe that's uh somewhat of a start to a relationship that builds up where they can throw their excess drivers per se um into a cup ride so yeah it's getting tough i mean we talk about 2311 if they succeed and want to expand then maybe that's another opportunity for another toyota car and then you look at the charter aspect and it's a lot that goes into it and right now we have such a abundance of young guys coming in that uh that like you said tom i mean it's going to be a traffic jam we're going to be backed up on the driver lineups and and there are definitely going to be some manufacturer games of trying to steal from different uh, organizations if they can Unless, Randy, we get more new teams coming in, and we've already had three or four announced mm-hmm. for 2021 20, um, going into 22 here with the new car. Uh, if, if, if this trend continues, you may start to see some, uh, some new opportunities just for more seats, and we could get back to the point by 22 or 23 where we've actually got 45 or more cars, and we're starting 43 cars again. Yeah, I, I love the idea of having new teams join the sport. And, yes. and, of course, this new car is coming out in 2022. What's to say that another manufacturer yeah, somewhere along the way right. might decide to add, you know add their name in the hat? And then if they do it right, if they start their development program now before they get the car introduced – that might even open doors for kids that don't have an opportunity. All these Toyota right. kids that are down here wanting an opportunity, not getting one. Let's say, you know, a, a Honda or somebody comes along and says, hey, guess what? We have a car. Let's come on, guys. I'll, I'll, we'll give you cars. And they'll probably want six, seven cars in their fleet at the beginning of the season. So there's six or seven drivers that potentially have the opportunity to start a whole new you know, a whole new trend of, of drivers with new manufacturers. It wouldn't surprise me, Peter, to, if if we started seeing some interest even from outside of uh, the NASCAR part of the sport for, for when the new cars come in. Uh, for example, we've heard rumors about Andretti at different times. You know, you've got guys like Michael Shank that seem to like to do things, you know, and, and, and go different places. Um, so it what what's interesting is the potential to see um new people coming in who again provide these additional seats and here's what i like about that trend this trend the most they're all single car teams at least right now and i wish we could do away honestly with the mega teams i don't like them i've ne- i never liked them i would like to see no more than two cars per organization um but I, I'm hoping we're we're coming to a point in the sport with a new car where the single car teams can be competitive. Because if we can get it to that point, we could have a huge surge in interested NASCAR coming up over the next two to three to four years. Yeah, you teed me up perfectly because I was going to bring up the next gen car and how that's being hyped is going to 
be changing the whole business model of the sport. We saw Michael Shank testing it right down here at the Charlotte Roval. We've heard Andretti's name mentioned as a possible NASCAR owner over the past couple of years. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of interest from all facets of racing in the NASCAR Cup Series. Yeah, it's uh, it's really going to get interesting, and I think that's one of the reasons you're seeing more of an emphasis on the road courses, guys. I mean, I'm hoping we don't go too far over the top. Um, I don't want to see the IndyCar balance of schedule, but I, I mean, certainly no, you don't want a street course. You know, well, uh, look it, look <laughs> it. There are a couple of street courses that I think could be interesting to try. Mm-hmm. I know that eventually NASCAR is going to do a street course. Um, I just know that's going to happen. What I don't want to see is for it to become, I feel like in India, it's almost gratuitous right now. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, w- w- in other words, we got a great track in Nashville that would be a great IndyCar show, but we put a street course through downtown and drive up over a bridge. You know, I, 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 I just, I, I think that's a bit gratuitous and I'm, I'm, I'm just skeptical how well that's going to work. But, but I think that if, if you went to Toronto, for example, I think that would be a huge turnout for that kind of a show. Um, you know, it, it may be Long Beach might be a, a, a potential opportunity for them. Um, but I'm, I, I'm saying that I think the reason they're going to this expanded road course schedule is because this new car is essentially a car like uh, an Australian supercar that's a sports car kind of thing that, that will They'll turn much sharper and, and with the, the independent uh, rear suspension, and it, w- it will drive well enough that I think it could make um, road course racing really interesting. Uh, I just don't want to see NASCAR lose what, what, it, what built it, which is the oval tracks. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be really uh, I think it's going to be really exciting to see where we go the next few years, but I'm optimistic that we could, we could definitely see um, some, uh, some real uptick in uh, new teams coming into NASCAR. Okay, Um, so the Xfinity series, looking at that now as we start to to think about uh, uh, Martinsville and we also look at, um, (coughs) excuse me, the the playoff scenario here. Um, Honestly, I have been of the belief for the last few weeks that I think the one guy to watch in the Xfinity series is Justin Haley. And because he's a driver who is really, really, um, it's just a surge in confidence with him. And he's just resigned for another year. So I feel like Justin Haley is a guy, he finished, uh, what, seventh, I think, this, this past. Um, and so I feel like it is entirely possible that Justin Haley still uh, becomes a factor in this championship. What say you about that, Mr. Strada? I agree completely. I mean, we saw this with Justin Haley in the truck series. Back in 2018, he got his first win back in the summer at Gateway, and then once those playoffs hit, he was on fire. He got that win when the KVM trucks tangled in Canada and then won at Texas to make the Final Four. And I think, I mean, he's great on short tracks, and if he puts together a solid run in Martinsville, he's only, I think, four points below the cut line. We could see him contending for a title at Phoenix. Okay, now I mentioned that to transition to this. Well, while you're looking at the the top guys, okay, and let let's face it, they were the guys. I mean, you had Gregson, you had Sindrick, all the top guys were up there at Texas until late in the race. Here comes son of the mayor Harrison <laughs> Burton um, out of nowhere. 
runs Noah Gregson down and blows by him like he was in reverse and wins the race. In the last turn, too. In the last corner. Um, 100 yards left in the race. Now you look at it and you say, okay, I'm, you know, again, we just talked about Justin Haley. Has he won as many races as a, a Briscoe or a Sindrick or even, you know, I, I think he, well, I guess he's with Gregson now, but, um, you know, he's not the first that you name check. But after seeing what Harrison Burton did and the fact that Anthony Alfredo finished third, I'm convinced that there's about 12 guys that can win a race in this series. And uh, honestly, Randy, I think uh, I think this is anybody's game going down to the wire here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know we're up against the break. I want to say something about Alfredo when we come back from break, though. Okay, yeah, I, we'll get to I, that. I uh, we're going to we'll, we'll uh, do the wise thing and step aside uh, before we run out of time here. When we come back, we'll talk about Anthony Alfredo, and we'll talk about uh, a lot of things with the Xfinity Series. We'll be back after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. 
Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Badness, presented by the fine folks from mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life if you are in a situation where you feel like it is time for you to look for a different career, different profession, uh, different type of employment, mycomputercareer.edu would be an excellent place to start. You can go to their website and take their free career evaluation. Uh, And then if IT is something that you would like to pursue, then here's how easy this is. One, financial aid is available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. And the training is one to two days a week online. That's it. It's not a huge time requirement. In as little as four to six weeks, you could be on your way to a better life, better career. And oh, by the way, my computer career, when you are ready to go into the workforce, works with hundreds of employers to get you placed in a job that you're going to love for years to come. And this is a field with over two million job openings right now. Far more demand than there is supply of well-trained employment candidates. So go to mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life and we want to thank all of the folks from my computer career for uh, being such a an enthusiastic part of the race chaser motorsports family uh real quick got about uh, 50 seconds randy you were going to uh, talk about anthony alfredo's career best third place run i think we're all really happy to see that in his last start of the year yeah i mean who could not like anthony alfredo and then you know the post-race interview he cried on on standing in pit road because he's so humble and so appreciative of the opportunity and wants to do this full-time next year if you own a business and you want to sponsor a call please sponsor anthony alfredo the kid needs needs he needs a break yeah lots of uh Lots of interesting goings on about uh, what his future might be for 2021. And uh, I have the feeling that he's uh, I'm not not so sure he's got to put the shades on yet. But eventually, I think the future is going to be so bright. He's going to have to wear shades is what that's going to be like. Yes, uh, you got to be an 80s music fan to get that. But that's okay. We're going to step aside when we come back. We're going to talk trucks. Yes, trucks. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. 
Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue? You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one Internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Motorsports Madness rolls on on Race Chaser Radio. Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Randy Miller, Peter Strada, and James Mellick all in the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. And uh, we're going to talk trucks right now because, man, there is a lot to talk about in the uh, truck series, of course. Uh, They had a rather eventful race over the weekend uh, at uh, Texas. Sheldon Creed got the win. Austin Hill, Zane Smith, Ralphie Lassard, and Brent Moffitt rounded out the top five. We're going to talk about all them in a minute and a couple of other good performances as well. But the big elephant in the room from the Truck Series event was the fact that uh, they had many cautions. Many, many cautions. And Ben Rhodes was involved in about three of them. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously, the big one was he and Christian Eckes um, having a disagreement over space. Um, Ben felt like Christian, I think, uh, crowded him into the wall. And um, Ben came off the wall and made contact with Christian, who went into the wall and out of the race, and Ben's truck was damaged. This all after Ben and Todd Gilliland had an argument over space where clearly Ben hit Todd, and Todd ended up in the wall. And then uh, Ben's afternoon got even worse because with the damaged truck at the back of the field, Ben comes 
back, rejoins the race, and ends up in a crash with Eckes' teammate Chandler Smith um, and Josh Balicki. And we've got about uh, 40 seconds here. Randy, um, Ben Rhodes, too aggressive, not a, not too aggressive. I mean, I feel like I'd get beat up if I didn't agree with the rest of the NASCAR field. So I'm going to say <laughs> that, uh, you know, he was probably way too aggressive right there. Speaking of beat up, he had a little bit of a scuffle post-race, too, he and Eckes did. So, yeah, uh, I don't think it was It wasn't much. very much. There were, everybody was around to break it up. But, it was uh, basically a small cat fight. Ben's a, Ben's a big guy. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Ben's, Ben's, <laughs> well, Ben's had M- MMA training. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which is, and we're going to talk Calm about down, more about Ben when we come out of this break here. Uh, but Ben, Ben is not a guy you want to mess with. I'll tell you why after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. (laughs) 
Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. That could have been placed better if we tried. <laughs> right? Chandler That's Smith perfect. bringing us back from break as we continue our uh, conversation about the truck race and uh, all the um, mess that Ben Rhodes was involved in. Um, okay, so I, I'm going to just go around the table with this question here. Um, ben, the, there was a lot of discussion post-race on social media from the fans and whatever as to whether Ben Rhodes should be parked for uh, at least Martinsville or maybe more whatever um, for his his conduct. Um, and I'm going to preface this by saying that the first incident with Todd Gilliland clearly was Ben Rhodes making contact with Gilliland. Now, one could argue that they kind of both met at the same point, but I, I mean, the video makes it look, I don't think Ben did it on purpose. I just think, again, he was trying to get the truck in there and it just, he mistimed it and, and out of the race went, went Gillen. Now the second incident with Eckes, you see Ben come off the wall. We don't know what's in Ben's mind at that point, whether he intentionally right hooked Eckes, but the results the same. Either way, doesn't matter. The result's the same. And then the third incident, I didn't see. So I don't know. Ben Ben said Chandler Smith caused it for revenge. Um, but, uh, you know, Balicki seemed to say different. I, I don't really know. I still haven't seen video of it. Um, I wanted to make sure I set all that up because it's important here, I think, if you're going to decide whether to park a driver, it's important that, you first have to, if you're going to park him, you believe he actually had malicious intent in at least one of the incidents. Um, so I'm going to start with Peter Strada. Do you believe Ben Rhodes should have been parked? Let me first preface this by saying I'm friends <laughs> somewhat with Ben Rhodes. I've known him since back in his K&N days. Great I've guy. I've known him since karting. Oh, wow. You've known him even longer oh, yes. than me. That's he was a, He was a mere boy when I met him. Well, anyway, I think for the Eckes incident in particular, I think he should sit out Martinsville just because I think that cross the line that NASCAR took a hard stance on in the 2015 Martinsville Cup race with Kenseth and Logano. And another instance similar to this was Kyle Busch and Ron Hornaday a couple years ago at Texas. So you believe that uh, Ben Rhodes maliciously and intentionally right hooked uh, Christian Eckes. I do believe that. You do yes. believe it. Okay. Don't uh, forget Malik, Bubba. I mean, not Bubba. Um, Ron Hornaday also crashed Bubba Wallace at Rockingham. I was at when they were race. racing there too. So that yes. was the second time that Hornaday's yes. done something like that. Correct. Okay. Um, Randy, you next. Well, park or don't park. First of all, the Kyle and Ron Hornaday thing was under caution, but that's another thing. Anyway, um, no, I, I but feel it's a factor. that's true. I looking at the video, it looked to me like it was malicious. So. I'm going to say I'm glad that NASCAR didn't park him only because the people involved in the situation aren't playoff drivers. If he had gone out and taken out somebody who's in the running for a championship, then I felt like they should have parked him because then he alters the entire course of the championship run by maliciously taking somebody out who's looking to win a championship. But because none of those drivers are in the playoffs anymore, then it's not okay to do it, but... Hmm. I don't think you should penalize somebody because there was really nothing to lose necessarily, other than just except a, win. a 
truck and well, yes, but it's Kyle Busch and he has money. He just won a race, so he can I mean, fix the truck. So I, whatever. That's yeah. interesting criteria to use to, to make mm-hmm. your decision. But fair enough, Noah. Well, yeah, and that could have been played in the decision making process in fifteen. You know, Logano at the time was still running for a championship when he was taken out. Was. Yep. Um, but yeah, it did look malicious to me. I think it was completely malicious. Um, he came off the corner. He said he got tight and he was going to hit the wall. He came off the corner and he was straight by the time he turned. I mean, he was going straight and then the truck hooked. So uh, it looked pretty intentional to me, especially at a place like Texas. I mean, that was a pretty hard hit that uh, that Akis took. So it was, it, it's rough. It's rough territory here, and um, and we've seen it flip back and forth with NASCAR's judgment. Um, but I do think that the amount of incidents, and, and like you said, the replay on the last, you said you didn't see it at all, but on the last one, it was it was even a tough angle. They kind of joined in after the truck was already spinning. Uh, well, that's he, what I'm saying. Right. You didn't see how it set up. Exactly. Yeah. Rhodes said that the 51 got into him, kind of like a payback situation. Um, it could have been Rhodes Chandler kind of being, having a hot head <laughs> there, you know, yeah. So, uh, and so did Malik. And Ben was very, you could see how angry he was post race. Yeah. I mean, he was fuming. He was still fuming. You could up. see yeah. you wanted to rip smoke head off. coming from his head. I mean, he was not happy. Um, so, there were a lot of factors that, that played into that. It's hard for me to choose, but if I had to choose on the side of safety, especially at a place like Texas, if somebody was parked at a place like Martinsville where you're not really going to take as big of an impact, at a place, a super speedway like Texas, uh, spinning out at that, that speed and slamming a wall—that's that's pretty dangerous. It looked pretty intentional, and he was involved in a lot on uh, on this weekend. So I, yeah. I would have parked him. You would have. I think I would have. Okay, so yes, no, and yes. All right. Uh, well, we're gonna end. Well, unless Melick wants to weigh in, we're gonna end in a tie from the outside of the panel here. Melick's on the inside of the table. Uh, go ahead, James. Um, I'll let you go first. Is, is a mechanic looking at it who works on it and seeing that? Um, I've been through it before. It's upsetting for sure, and I'll definitely tell you that because it's a lot of work to work on a crash vehicle. Oil, dirt, everything goes everywhere, and it makes it a dirty mess. Uh, but more importantly, being the interior guy, safety. I'm concerned with safety, and if it's a malicious act or even looks like it's pointed in a malicious act, I think a driver should be parked because, I mean, when you crash somebody, your intent is to crash someone, which means there is a chance you could injure them. Um, and trying to injure somebody in one of those vehicles is not uh, a good decision. And by, and by the way, just for for the record, the the exact spot that Christian Eckes hit was the same spot that Tony Roper hit several years ago when he got killed. Yeah. So yeah. that goes um, to show how safe those trucks are now. And it was a hard hit. For yeah, sure. so it was a very hard hit. Right. For sure. He was rattled. It shook he him got, up pretty good. He got it out did. of the truck gingerly. Yeah. He was and then rattled, and yeah. then when he got himself together, he uh, he expressed his gesture to Ben. Well, well, then, uh, yeah, by. and then sent a text, <laughs> yeah. then sent a uh, tweet to Matt Kenseth asking if he had any ideas. Oh, yeah, and then stood outside um, Ben's hauler for a little yeah, while waiting, waiting for, a chat. for him. Now, Ben has been training uh, with mixed martial arts over the last couple of years, and he's also been he's also done some boxing. Um, so you don't mess with Ben Rhodes if if you're going to fight with Ben Rhodes, you better be prepared to bring it. Now, with with that being said. Um, I say no, you, you don't park Ben Rhodes and, and I have clear precedent because if you will think back to Vegas earlier in the year and Noah Gregson and Myatt Snyder, um, no, no suspensions there. And clearly, um, you kind of got the same sort of thing going, even if you either believe it was malicious or you don't, but both of them were very bad, uh, regardless, um, I would like to believe that Ben 
uh, again, knowing him as long as I have, I'd like to believe that it wasn't malicious. But the fact is, he has been very aggressive at times this year, and uh, he was involved in three incidents. So um, do I think that the discussion about whether to park him is a valid one? Yes. Do I think you should? No. Again, because you didn't park Gregson. Um, and uh, certainly Myatt Snyder would probably uh, have some agreement in that, I would think. Um, so, uh, but, um, you know, given the situation that exists at this point um, with Ben and his playoff scenario. Um, certainly, I think that uh, you, you say to yourself, well, I mean, I would love to see Ben come back next year, but if for some reason they choose to go in a different direction, I think that what happened, um, I think that what happened on, on Saturday or on Sunday is certainly a um, a, a valid reason why, you know, at the very least, you got to sit them down and, and just say, look, you have got to keep yourself control. And who knows that, that he isn't coming off of a talk like that. And maybe that's why intensity was was at its highest for yeah. Ben this weekend. I mean, he may have already had that discussion. We hope not. Ben's a great guy. Um, but, you know, it, it could very well be that, too. It's the end of the year and, and uh, tensions are high. He is 45 points back um, right now. So it's win or you're out uh, at this point, which means he's going into Martinsville in a must-win situation. The only thing I'm going to say here is that if you're Christian Eckes and you understand that, your, your natural instinct is probably this would be a great time to but you shouldn't. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Both drivers should just focus on winning. We'll be back with more in a minute. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot left, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. 
Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back, uh, Motorsports Madness, presented by My Computer Career Rolls On. Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada, Randy Miller, and James Mellick, all in the WSIC studio, talking trucks right now. And uh, I think we can hit the playoff picture here uh, pretty quickly. We'll bounce through that, and then we'll... uh, We'll uh, recap a little bit more of the race, talk about some more performances, but uh, we were talking playoffs at the break. So let's, let's wrap that uh, right now. The final four going into Martinsville, which is going to be the, the cutoff Sheldon Creed, Brett Moffitt, Austin Hill, and Zane Smith. And Smith is 12 points above uh, the cutoff. Matt Crafton, 12 points below Um Everybody else is a race below. So basically, uh, Grand Amphigure, Ben Rhodes, and Tyler Ankrum, the other three who have a, who are currently in, all need to win Martinsville in order to get into the Final Four. And even with that, um, man, I'll tell you what, that this, you could not ask, in my opinion, Peter, for a more... Uh, sort of boiling pot scenario going into a short track truck race than this. I mean, we're going into a triple header cutoff weekend at Martinsville, and it seems like everyone's just mad at everyone. What more could we ask for as media? (laughs) Well, that's true in all divisions. Yeah, you've got stuff going on. Um, So, all right, let's let's go around the table real quick. Uh, Randy Miller is the final four now, the final four after Martinsville, yes or no? Yes. Yes, yes. I, I totally yes. Because if you look at the numbers, they are the four top drivers that have been consistent all season long, with the exception of Grand Infinger. So, so nobody from outside of the final four wins Martinsville. But it ain't going to be Ben Rhodes, so it'll have to be one of the other three. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I assume I'm you're saying, saying that doo doo is going to occur. Uh, something's going to happen. It's I'm the not. place for it. Yes, <laughs> Noah. Yeah. Uh, first off, thank you NASCAR. For making Martinsville the cutoff race because yes. I'm I'm telling you that is that is bell worthy. Um, all this all this anxiety and all this bell-worthy. frustration coming into Martinsville, you couldn't ask for a better place. That being said, I do think that if you gave me a piece of paper midway through the season and said write down the guys that you think will make it to Phoenix, it would be the guys that are the top yes. four right now. Um, I, I would say you never count out Matt Crafton, and I'm 
telling you the truth. I cannot believe that Matt Crafton is uh, is sitting right there in fifth within striking distance after his year. But um, but I think it will be those four. Oh, here's the irony, Peter Strahd. <laughs> Last year, Matt Crafton won the championship without winning a race. This year, he's got to win a race to get into the championship. Does he do it? I don't think he has to win a race. He's only 12 points back. Oh, well, that's true. You're right. Yeah, he, you're right. He's only 12 points back. That can easily be made up over a Martinsville race with the top five if Zane Smith runs into trouble, which I think will happen. I think Zane's been a bit inconsistent throughout these playoffs. He had the <laughs> run-in with Brett Moffitt, and I like Crafting and his aggressiveness at Martinsville. He's won there a couple times. He knows how to get around there. I think I'm not going to say Crafton wins tomorrow night, but I think he races his way in. Interesting. Okay, I'm saying the final four are the final four, and I'm going to go around the table, and we're going to pick a winner here of tomorrow night's truck race. Uh, doesn't count for our fantasy, just for fun. Um, and I'm going to start this and say not only do I not believe Matt Crafton races his way in, at least at Zane Smith's expense, I'm picking Zane Smith to win the race tomorrow night at Martinsville, despite the fact that he, he he says, well, Martinsville's not one of my better tracks. Listen, he's a short tracker. Zane can be as aggressive as he needs to be. Trust me, I've watched it. Zane wins. That'd be quite the upset because I don't think Zane's ever turned a lap at Martinsville. I don't believe he's run anything there. But my pick for the win is going to be the ultimate upset. Johnny Sauter gets, <laughs> turns 2020 wow. around oh, wow. at Martinsville. Wow. <laughs> last he was close over, last week. I like that. Talking no. about aggressive. I'm going to send mine to Randy first. Um, <laughs> no, darn no, you! No, it's the seeds the floor to Randy. Darn you! Uh, I think that uh, being being Martinsville and being a very veteran esque track, I, I feel like you have to be a veteran to to be you know the kind of competitor that you need to be. So of the four guys in the top four, which I, I feel like it's going to be one of those four guys, I'm taking Austin Hill because I think Austin Hill is going to uh, to win. See, I, I think that Sheldon Creed has been on a tear of a lifetime right now. I I was going to pick Zane Smith, but Randy stole it, so I'm going to be different here. No, I stole it. He or, stole uh, it. I picked it. Sorry, not Randy. Tom stole it. Um, so I'm going to go with Sheldon Creed carrying the momentum and uh, and clinching another one there. Everybody has disrespected Zane Smith with no one. But I, I just, I'm telling you. I will say, non-playoff guys, watch Todd Gillen. Well, see... <laughs> That would have been my pick if I wasn't so confident that Zane Smith's going to win because I do think Gilliland, he's another one that's very sneaky. And I'll tell you, another one who's going to be out for the win. And this is why I hope he does not worry about Ben Rhodes. I think Eckes is is really, he wants to win a race. And this is the place where Christian Eckes could get his uh, his first win. Melick? Yeah, I was going to say Eckes or Rafael Asard, I was going to yeah. say. That's who I was going to say. His boss can tell him how to win when he doesn't have a playoff contention anymore yeah, that's for sure yeah he pulled it off at, at texas last night um i still can't get used to that okay um xfinity series martinsville who wins the xfinity series race at martinsville see we haven't had one of those in a little while who wins the xfinity series race at martinsville peter strada this driver got his first truck win at Martinsville, and I think this is one of his favorite circuits on the tour. I think Gregson gets it done. Stole my pick. Yeah, well, okay, <laughs> so I'm going to agree with Peter. Noah Gregson 
wins at Martinsville. Go ahead, Noah, make it three. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be cool well, if it's three. Randy so, to, uh, uh, here, let me pass it on to Randy again while I <laughs> pick someone else. I mean, it's not. Uh, I mean, uh, again, uh, you know, if we're gonna, uh, to me, I feel like it's gotta be a, it's gonna be a veteran driver. So I'm picking Justin Allgaier. I think Justin Allgaier is gonna be. Ooh, wow, I like that. I like that. All right, fine. We'll go two and two. I'll pick Justin Allgaier as well. So it'll be JRM pigs around the table, and yeah, we'll go head to head. Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? Uh, we we all uh, dissed the big elephants in the room. I just, I, I mean, I again, you you look you look at Noah and you say something has got to give mm-hmm. here, and and this is again for a short tracker for somebody who can be aggressive. If if he can just keep his nose clean, I think Noah Gregson can very well get it done. Now. Let's go ahead and talk about the Cup Series, shall we? The Cup Series coming down to the wire as well, also a cutoff race. And when you look at the uh, playoffs in the Cup Series, uh, I'll ask the same question around the table quickly. Uh, the top four currently, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski. Keselowski has 25 points on Alex Bowman, who is 25 below the cutoff, as is Chase Elliott. Um, Truex, 36 below the cutoff. Kurt Busch has to win because uh, he's uh, basically Charlotte below the cutoff if we're in Martinsville. Um, 81 points back. Peter, uh, anybody outside of the top four get into the top four? I think that only happens if Kozlowski runs into hey. some trouble at Martinsville, say, which I don't see happening. That's this one is of not Congress. We're not playing politics. No. No. Okay. <laughs> yes or no? Simple answer, Noah Lewis. What was the question? How did you, how did you <laughs> pose Does that anybody – is the top four, the top okay. four coming out of Martinsville? Does anybody else get into the top four? Yes. Who? Chase Elliott. He wins? He wins. Or he just gets in? He wins. He wins. Chase Elliott wins Martinsville. Martinsville well, we owes Chase I'm Elliott. Not, I'm not going to spoil fantasy NASCAR, so, but I'm going to say no. Okay, so nobody outside the top four gets in. For, and, and honestly, I disagree, too. Um, so now with that, we'll transition to our picks. And this is where I kind of let Randy take over because Randy is our pick master here. Yeah, I just now carried all at once, so we're good. Fantasy. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to, to go now. Happy to hear that. It took all night. It took 72 oh. hours, 36 <laughs> minutes. And, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, last week, uh, I well, I picked Brad, who finished sixth. Tom picked Kai, who won. Everybody else just sucked, except for Malik. Bill got third. P3 right Malik here. Malik got I'll on take the it. board. I'll take he did. He you guys got to put Peter and, and I in running got... next year. Well, well, we, we will. You are. We will. Because yeah, and, and, and I want to beat too. you. I want to beat you. So. <laughs> the group may not be able to because he may be disqualified. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, going with everybody's picks, uh, Nick picked up Martin Truex Jr. Um, he and, won't uh, win. And Jacob picked Denny Hamlin, so they're they're going out on uh, three inch limb. Who did uh, who who did Nick pick? Uh, Nick picked Truex. Truex. Okay, so Truex, Truex feels like Truex is going to yeah, and, and uh, Jacob picked Hamlin. Picked Hamlin so, okay. Um, Who's uh, next? I, I get. I will go. I'm picking Joe Logano. He he led 237 laps in the spring spring race, summer race, whatever. Whenever we ran Martinsville um, after the coronavirus, so uh, he almost spring, won that race. So I'm picking Logano. That was one of the yeah. first races back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Noah uh, picked already picked Chase Elliott. So uh, I guess I would be next, technically. Yes. Of the order. Well, we, we already know Mel is going to pick Bell. So well, yeah, I'm taking C Bell. Yeah. Unless yeah, exactly. Okay. Potential so. Level I'm agreeing with uh, Noah. Chase Elliott wins Martinsville. Um, Mr. Strada. 
I know I'm p- t- picking him for the second week in a row, but this is my <laughs> last time I will pick him. Jimmy Johnson gets the win this weekend, a 10th grandfather clock. <laughs> oh, boy. That'd be great, though. Oh, man, you and are going with Hollywood. He, he, only, he only picked Jimmy because he's promised that grandfather clock. Oh, Jimmy's <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, Jimmy doesn't need it. Peter, if you put me on the show, you can have the grandfather clock. You better give it to Cliff. Jimmy's uh, wife would probably give it to yes. Peter. Like, just get that. I, we don't, we need more of those in our Trust house. Me, can you if, imagine? I had, if I had direct communication with Jimmy, I'd ask for a lot more than one of his clocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. I mean, I can imagine at home nine of those clocks going off, and the tenant um, comes, and you're like, no, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah, um, but quickly, how cool would it be to see Kurt? Bush. I mean, all the way at the bottom of the grid right now, uh, a couple bad weeks. But to see him kind of punch his ticket and uh, be the longest break in between championships. It would be a great uh, Hollywood way to get into the championship. I will give it a 10% chance of happening. (laughs) Is anybody willing to go higher? I know. Okay. All right. But it'd be cool. It would be cool. It would be nice to see Kurt. He's had had a decent year, and it's good to see him get as far as he has. Okay, we're going to step aside. When we come back, IndyCar F1 start off the next segment after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. 
When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Motorsports Madness continues presented by mycomputercareer.edu. Also want to uh, say a special hello and thank you to the good folks from uh, VictoryCustomTrailers.com. You can go to their website, design your own custom trailer right from the site. Uh, they will deliver trailers anywhere. Uh, they shipped one to Russia recently. Um, so uh, no matter where you are in the world almost, uh, if you are looking for a trailer, not just a motorsports trailer, but any type of a toy haul or anything, transporter, um, just go to their site. You'll see all they've got. They, uh, they've got over 200 of them in stock um, and all the uh, top name brands, and they will customize it to fit your needs. The more custom you want it, the better they are. So check out the folks at Victory Custom Trail com sponsoring our final segment of the evening and uh, we're going to talk uh final long segment anyway we're going to talk indycar um to begin the segment and i think probably the uh the most i say shocking news because again didn't see this coming alex polo uh just signed by chip ganassi racing who is now going to have a four car lineup in the uh, NTT IndyCar Series for 2021, um, thumbs up, thumbs down, Peter Strada, and why? I mean, thumbs up for Alex Pillow. I mean, after one year in the series, he's getting one of the most coveted seats at the table. I mean, if you're not at Penske, you want to be in Ganassi if you're in this series. And I think he'll have a great showing next year in that full-time Ganassi car, but... I question signing a driver only after one year to such a coveted seat. Okay, so you're giving it two thumbs up, but you're or one thumb one up. thumb up. One thumb up. Okay, um, so Noah Lewis, can you do better than one thumb? Uh, no, I can't. I think I'll go mm-hmm. one thumb as well. I think it's really cool. I think you know CGR is expanding. They're a great team. They obviously just won championship. Uh, so you know. It's good in that regard. It's great for Pelo, um, but they've got a lot going on next year with Jimmy coming in as well. So uh, I hope everything can stay as consistent over there in that bunch. Um, so I'll give it a one thumb up. Uh, Randy, can, uh, can you do two thumbs? Or I, no? I had two thumbs, so at least I have that much going for me. Um, I, I feel <laughs> like um, I'm going to say two thumbs up, and, and the reason why I say that is because you said the word add, which means we're adding. We're adding cars to the lineup, and that's a great thing for Fair. the sport of IndyCar racing and any sport in general that we can add cars to, which means more cars on the track, more opportunities for drivers and crews and teams, and I'm all for that. So two thumbs up. Red, do you have a take on this or no? No, I don't have much of a take on it. I just think that it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Yeah. I'm definitely um, interested in watching it. I'm going to watch a lot more uh, IndyCar racing with him in it for sure. I'm doing two thumbs up on this because, number one, I, I think Alex Pelot is a great young talent, um, and I also am agreeing with Randy that it's great to see 
Uh, Chip Ganassi expanding to a four-car lineup on a regular basis here. Three full-time drivers. And then Jimmy uh, Johnson is going to run the road court, road and street course part of the, the schedule in the fourth car, which will be numbered 48. Um, and someone is going to run the uh, puny little three oval track uh, schedule. I was going to say, so most of the season is so Jimmy So most Johnson. of the season is Jimmy Johnson and for technically four races because uh, Texas is a double weekend. Um, but three tracks, there will be someone else. Uh, speculation, maybe Tony Kanan. Um, finishes up his career over there with 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 a run. Who knows? Uh, but uh, I think this is definitely uh, an interesting move and very unexpected um, for Alex Pelot. Now, uh, as we think about uh, the IndyCar season, of course, we wrapped up at uh, St. Pete, which normally is the opener. This year, the closer. Um, the result, well. Generally the same. Scott Dixon wins most of the time in the war, and someone else usually wins the battle, and that's what happened the other day. Um, Scott Dixon didn't win the race, but he did win the war, which was his sixth championship. So here we go round the table here, guys. I'll start with Randy this time. Six championships is Scott Dixon, the GOAT. Of the IndyCar series, that would be greatest of all time for those who don't know the acronym. In in the modern era, yes, of all time, in IndyCar, no. Yeah, he stole the words right from my mouth. for For this modern era of racing and the competition that he has right now, uh, I would say yes. I'm going to make this sad be really boring and agree with both of them. I mean, for the past <laughs> for the past twenty years, Dixon's for the past twenty years, Dixon's impressive. Record speaks for itself, but all the time I still put him below Andretti and Foyt. See, I here's my problem is not with what you said or what the other two said. My problem is with the question. Whenever someone says, "Who is the greatest of all time?" Okay, let's go to NASCAR. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, seven titles apiece. Now, what are the criteria do you use here? Who had the best mustache? Well, that eliminates Jimmy because technically he has a beard. Um, so he would win that because neither Earnhardt nor Petty. Well, I guess Richard did for a little while. And his beard was not pretty. So Jimmy would be <laughs> the best beard. But, I mean, it, it's like saying, I just went for a bike ride on a really good road. Well, what does good mean? So how do you determine the greatest? I absolutely, Scott Dixon is the greatest of the modern era. Do I say he's the greatest of all time? No, I, because I think the question is flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how you basically make the determination between eras because so much has changed and there's so many different factors. You took what you just said there, took it right out of my mouth. I mean, the eras have changed so much in this war from Johnson's era to Petty's era to Earnhardt's era, and they never raced each other in their prime, so it's really hard to put – them yeah. against each other, who's better than who, when the championship-winning Dale Earnhardt never raced against the championship-winning Johnson, and they never raced against the championship-winning Petty. So I put them all on the Mount Rushmore of the sport, but putting them one over the other, I think it's a bit tougher. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, Tom, like... What, your bell disagrees. Yeah, I, <laughs> your muted, bell is I muted the bell by mistake. But like you said, Tom, you know, what, what criteria do you use there? Because you talk about Petty and how good they were at... 
at taking what they could out of the car. And that's why, you know, one of the biggest reasons why they were so dominant, because they could get anything and everything out of the car illegally, you know, most of the time, but not caught. Um, not but most. that, but that was most well, some of the time, but, but <laughs> you know, that, that was part of it. I mean, yeah. you had, you have to, even still today, we saw a, an issue with a rear spoiler or this, I mean, not today, but you know, in today's time last weekend, we saw the, or yesterday, oh goodness, we saw that with a rear spoiler. So Martin Truex. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, what is the criteria when you look at that? Because Jimmy Johnson up against maybe the steepest competition winning seven times, um, but you look at the team as a whole when Petty raced and, and his seven times and then the competition with Dale. So it's hard to really say, but modern era, Scott Dixon, absolutely. For sure. A, and I a, love what Peter said. The reason I he, he got a bell be, was because he said he's on the Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And I would totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Now, turning to F1 for a moment, while well, we got a few minutes left in this segment, we can talk about Mount Rushmore and F1, too, because, well... I think we put another driver on it. Uh, Lewis Hamilton now in Schumacher air. Okay, I'll I'll go around the table again. Is Lewis Hamilton the greatest ever in F1? Yes or no, Randy? No. Well, we just talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> we, if, if, I mean, again, you can't, if you're going to define greatest of all time, then right. you, you got to add, you know, all the criteria in the world. But if you look at the last, 20 years of, F, of, of F1, Lewis Hamilton hasn't been beaten very often um, in that realm. So I think you can make a case for him being the greatest of all time only because he had competition and he blew them all away. Like, it's not like Jimmy Johnson, you had some competition from other drivers and, you know, this person. Lewis Hamilton has been F1 for the last several years. Mm-hmm. So. Noah? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, it's kind of the same conversation where you look at just the modern era of uh, – of racing in that series and uh and lewis is definitely i mean you, you say f1 and that's what you think you think of lewis hamilton right now um so i mean he's definitely been the forefront of that argument all right i'm gonna say just an emphatic no to mm. this okay is he on mount rushmore yes is he the greatest no and my argument for or my 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 uh backup for that is that lewis hamilton has been on the two best teams when he was driving for them, he's never taken a team that was not good and made it good. Um, now, I'm not saying he couldn't do that. I'm saying he hasn't. So because I've seen Schumacher do it and I've seen other drivers do it, um, you know, I'm not uh, I- I'm not going to say that I believe Lewis Hamilton's the greatest. I think he's up there. But I think there are some drivers from the past uh, who could certainly be uh, considered better in terms of their overall resume. Peter, do you agree or disagree? I do agree, and I'll bring up my Mount Rushmore point again. I mean, Hamilton is, without a doubt, one of the top two or three all-time, but putting him number one, he didn't really race against Schumacher in his prime. He replaced Schumacher at Mercedes, so it's tough to put one over the other. But in my opinion, Schumacher and Hamilton are 1A, 1B. Yeah, um, Schumacher revived the team. I haven't seen Hamilton really do that, and I think uh, you got to look at that. And then, of course, you know, you, you go back and start looking at drivers from the 70s and 80s, and there's a, a whole bunch of them that you could put in there. But uh, certainly, uh, I like the way F1 is going for next year. We're getting younger. Um, like to see that the Pierre Gasly resigned. And I here's what I find interesting. There was no discussion about him going back to Red Bull, back to the second car, despite 
his performance this year improving, he quickly resigned um, and did not pursue that opportunity. And I think that there's a very valid reason for that. I think that uh, Red Bull is all about Max Verstappen. And I think whoever gets in the second car, much like who's ever in the second Mercedes, um, you're kind of at a disadvantage. So I like the fact that Pierre Gasly re-signed um, with uh, Scuderia and, and put himself in a position, I think, to, to, to continue his progress next year and make that team even better. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Gasly, he was second fiddle at, Ferrar- at a, excuse me, Red Bull, and at, now at Scuderia, I think the sky's really the limit for him. I th- expect to see a lot of points finishes out of him next year. Yeah, I would too, actually. And, and I, I just think that the talent uh, at the F1 level is just simply uh, extraordinary. The, what's coming up through F3, F2 right now, you've got some drivers that are going to be phenomenal when they get to the F1 level. And again, this is a series that needs to sort of churn a little bit and get some of these aging veterans out of it, in my opinion, and bring in some of the younger guys um, who I think will uh, change the racing a fair amount. Okay, so we've got about uh, a minute and a half left here. Um, as as we look at the IndyCar season that uh, that we just had, it, it is the, I'm going to go around the table again. Any surprises? From the IndyCar season for you guys, something that we maybe could hang our hat on other than Dixon winning it again. I mean, Will Power just never really showed up this year. And I, I just keep waiting for that one year where Power and Dixon have a tight championship battle. But it's like one of them strong one year, one of them strong the next year. They're never fighting for it. I mean, it's a down year for Will Power, which kind of disappointed me. No. Yeah, no, I, I think it was just Scott Dixon's year. I mean, that's really my takeaway from the season this year. Nothing really uh, blew me out of the water. It's been an odd year. We all know that. Um, and I, I just credit that to him. The only cool thing I think about this year is that we know that Jimmy Johnson's coming and very cool to see Carvana, a sponsor, coming on board with him. Yes. And so that's another big uh, deal that they've added to um, to what they need to do to get him in that car. So, uh, so yeah, that's my takeaway. Randy, quickly. No, I, I think that uh, what you guys said are, is absolutely true. I'm more looking forward to next year and then the years to come now that uh, Penske's had some, some time to, you know, get everything worked out and everything. I, I think the next few years of IndyCar will be very, cru- cru- very crucial. My closing thought on the IndyCar season is uh, that Scott McLaughlin is going to have a much bigger learning curve than I think he thought. Yes. Uh, and uh, he's, he's got a ways to go yet. But uh, we're going to step aside when we come back. Um, we'll wrap this up. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports sales professionals. 
Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one Internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the final couple of minutes of radio for uh, Motorsports Madness this week. Uh, and it is play off, cut off, last minute, put it all on the line. You got no more chances after this weekend at Martinsville for three different divisions. Uh, and I can't imagine Peter Strada anything but chaos on the short track in Virginia this weekend. I'm expecting chaos, and there's a reason this is my favorite race of the year. I mean, it'll hurt not being there on Sunday. I'm really, really looking forward to it. If you've got to be at the track tomorrow night uh, or any time over the weekend, bring a winter coat. It is going to be cold at Martinsville, uh, Noah Lewis, and uh, I am expecting just a boxing match for three races. Hey, that's perfect. That's what we want. And this exactly. is the close of the season 2020 energy we've been waiting for. Um, Martinsville never ceases to amaze us with that type of intensity. So I am definitely looking forward to not just the Cup Series race, but every series this weekend, especially Xfinity making their comeback there. Okay, and uh, Randy Inside Pass this weekend, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on WSICFM.com. And uh, uh, WSIC's affiliate of radio stations here in the Charlotte area. Uh, don't don't our... listen to Snake the Group. 
And Nick DeGroote is on. <laughs> <laughs> Nick DeGroote from Motorsports.com joined us this week. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, check that out on Saturday morning and uh, be back uh, for the lead lap show on Monday night right back here in the studio. I will be uh, interesting guest Tim Leeming going to do some motorsports history with Tim Leeming coming up on the next uh, lead lap on Monday night at 7 Eastern. Bye. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening. Okay, we have TV overtime coming up here uh, on Motorsports Madness. The uh, post-race show. Yeah, the post-race <laughs> show. This is uh, the after-show show. At least this post-race didn't take 72 hours. To- no, it did, uh, it did not rain in here. So uh, we did have a lot of wind outside, and our parking lot is a mess from the leaves on the trees. But uh, other than that, um, it, uh, it worked out okay. So, um, guys, can we imagine... A better scenario than Martinsville closing us out. Um, when, when NASCAR put the schedule together, I don't think they could have envisioned that all three divisions would just have so many storylines going into this final event. Absolutely. And, I mean, Martinsville is just the perfect race for a playoff cutoff. And really all four cutoff races in this new playoff schedule are perfect. I mean, you have Bristol, you have the Roval. Now you have Martinsville. I mean, I just love how this playoffs lines up so much, and I, I'm glad they kept it for next year. Noah, yeah, like I said, I love I, I love Martinsville being there, and 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 like Peter just said, I was gonna I was gonna um, say the same thing. I loved every cutoff race. I even loved, and Peter loves to debate me on this one. Uh, but I enjoyed Daytona being where it was. Of course, we were so used to it being yes, we we were so used to it being on July Fourth weekend. 
Peter cannot get over that. I don't There's know. his other thumb. I don't. Yeah, there it is. I don't know how many <laughs> times we have had this debate. I think we most recently had it a couple nights ago. We're still talking about it. But I love what they did with Daytona where it is, and Peter does not. Um, well, well, okay. So you've established that yes, Peter disagrees with you. Well, I, Peter's yeah, here with us works tonight. works me up. So I want to hear Peter explain why he would be so uh, disappointed about a Daytona cutoff race. I mean, this playoff system initially had a Talladega cutoff race, and we saw that kind of have issues, and Talladega was moved out of the cutoff race slot. The drivers were whining. I just... I like the tradition of Daytona on July 4th. I mean, that tradition dated back to Daytona opening and i hated losing that historical aspect but that's a different question though i mean i i feel like no i feel like that's too different so you're saying that you you don't dislike it because of what effect it could have in the playoffs you just want it back on july 4th. right yes i want it oh. on july 4th all right well, well he's well, a traditionalist you know? okay well I, yeah. I i i'm gonna let him have that argument as long <laughs> as you weren't gonna say that we shouldn't have a super speedway race as a cutoff race because if it were up to me, it would be Daytona, Talladega, and then Martinsville yeah. um, is how I would do it. Because my deal is if you're going to have um, a it's playoff, that, you're going to have rounds. And you can be lucky races. once. Can you be lucky twice? Yeah. Scramble and it's the that last-ditch effort. I mean, that is it. You know yes. it comes down to this race. And you know, especially at a plate or, or super speedway track, you know you have a chance. Everybody has a chance. So I just... It got me going uh, when we got there, but we're talking about Daytona. That already happened way long ago. Martinsville, <laughs> you know, Virginia, you know, yes. <laughs> but 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 the thing is, in the context of you know what are we, what are we going to see going forward? I think it's a valid discussion. Yeah. Do we like how well, NASCAR fixed the schedule? Mm-hmm. And although I say I would have Talladega, I'm not disappointed that we had the Roval. I just mm-hmm. wish it wouldn't have doggone rained. But sure. but at least Sunday was was okay. Um, I I, th- I think having a super speedway, a road course, and a short track is a nice balance in the playoffs and at key points where you've got to prove that you've got the skill set to run up front and bring your A game in all three I, phases, I think, Randy. I think the, uh, the Bristol dirt race should be part of it, too. In, in <laughs> let's uh, test it out when you're I mean, first, if you're, you're going <laughs> yeah, to be a champion, let's, let's, put, let's make sure you're a champion of all types of racing. So <laughs> Kyle Larson loves that here and there. That's, that, true, that's sure. very that's, true. Yeah. Christopher Bell. For Martinsville, for me, I, I think <laughs> I'm Alex looking at Bell yeah. for the <laughs> spring race. Put it, put it down in the sheet. Yeah. With, with Martinsville, for me, I look at like Seelman's when, the, when the schedule came out for 2020, we were all so excited about Cup running Martinsville at night. Yeah. Now the trucks get to run Martinsville at night for the first time. So that's going to be fun because, I mean, who doesn't love truck series racing in Martinsville? And now they get to be under the lights. Well, and I'm going to tell you, the most disappointing part of the whole Martinsville se- year for me, well, two things. One, we were supposed to have modifieds at night at Martinsville, and that didn't happen because of COVID. And then two, um, they they also were going to have the big late model race, right. which got canceled by by because of COVID as well. So um, so at least we get the trucks coming down to the wire. And oh my gosh, like I said, bring a winter coat because it's going to be in the forties. Um, it's not going to quite night be at, snowing uh, there like it was a couple years ago, but it'll no, still be pretty chilly. No, like I said, I think the forecast I saw earlier, I think it's going to be okay as far as like no rain. I'll rain, take the cold temperatures, but, not. The rain. Yeah, yes, it's, yeah. it's going to be. I don't need another seventy-two-hour marathon. Yeah, it's Please. it's going to be interesting. I love the, this setup, and you know, I hope that this becomes a longer-term thing. I think you could scramble some other things around, but I like having these three cutoff tracks because 
it really makes it more of a neutral type deal, uh, even though you can say, well, Martinsville's been run for decades. But a short track is a short track. Anything can happen. It's bumping, banging. And that's what you want going into the final race. Let me ask you guys this. Okay. Um, so we talk about Martinsville, of course, and then after Martinsville, Phoenix. Yes. Uh, we saw that it got a little bit more racy in, in March, and it mm-hmm. was better with this package compared to last year. Um, but what do you guys think? Because I keep feeling this feeling of, man, I wish we were going to Homestead because I've always liked the different grooves and ways of running Homestead. What do you guys think of Phoenix? I mean, we haven't seen it yet, of course, in a championship setting. But. I mean, I think most of the reasoning for going to Phoenix is the major renovations they just made, similar to Daytona Rising or what Richmond just did to their infield to really make it more fan-friendly and accommodating. And I'd honestly like to see the championship race move around if it's not sticking at one track that's really racy and a driver's track like Homestead. But we have Phoenix for at least two years, and I think it'll be decent. But, no, I know you had some – thing to talk about with the race lance at deciding the championship at yeah. phoenix and then that's a, that, that's another part of that you know phoenix has always had shorter race lengths and i don't like that i felt that we should have made them longer uh how many miles is the truck race 150 150 own miles only for a championship race i felt like we should have expanded that number too see i was with you on all of this stuff till you got to that i don't know shorter the better make drivers have to drive i don't want four-hour marathons i want a flat out drive don't leave anything don't putt around no points racing no you know well it's the middle of the race whatever we got a pit stop coming up i don't mind the shorter race lengths i like it the way it is i'll i'll let you know about phoenix after we run it because i don't know how because again the drivers randy i feel like they're going to drive that track differently because it's the championship race than you would in the spring. I think it's cool you can drive through the infield. Well, mm-hmm. see, That's this is what cool. I'm saying. It's got the opportunity to be just wild and zany and crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For all we um, know, it'll be eight wide beating bang to the yeah. finish with how wide that front straightaway is now. Yeah, I can see this being um, – I think it's going to be new and fresh, and we'll see how it works out. I mean, look, first of all, trucks at Phoenix is great. Yes. I, I yeah. love that yeah. idea. And again, a new thing. So um, I'm okay with it, at least for now. And let's see how it works out. But I'm not a big fan of rotating the championship around, though. I kind of like to have it. And then what I liked about Homestead was that it was the only race they would run there. So it's truly neutral. Um, and I don't, I don't uh, obviously, you don't have that with Phoenix. So I guess we'll see how that all works out. But it certainly should be. A terrific race, and I encourage you to follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and uh, wherever you get your podcast, it's Race Chaser Radio, uh, and you can get all of our shows. We do five a week, so uh, check out our content, uh, Spotify, tune in wherever you like to get your podcast. Just search Race chaser radio okay it's time to get out of here, so for Randy and Noah and Peter and Red. And the folks of WSIC, I'm Tom Baker. See ya.